What's up, passionate DJs? You know, the development of robust DJ software, as well as the hardware to control that software, is probably one of the most significant things that's ever happened within the DJ industry. Uh, one of the benefits of that is that uh, companies over time have made all this great hardware that we have to choose from, but how do we choose? How do we know what's the right DJ controller for us? Well, that's where this guide comes in. Now, if you'd like to get right to the controller comparisons, you can skip ahead to 10 minutes and 30 seconds. I'm David Michael. You're listening to the Passionate DJ Podcast, and this is the best damn DJ controller guide on the internet. Welcome to the Passionate DJ Podcast. I'm your host, David Michael, and this is the Controller Compendium. Now, since 2014, this guide has existed and been continuously and painstakingly updated uh, with new controllers and new devices over the years so that you can feel confident before spending your hard-earned money. We do a big, massive update on this guide every year or so, and we just did one for 2020. There are three different ways you can consume this guide. There's the written article at passionatedj.com controllers. At the top of that guide is the YouTube video, uh, which uh, will give you sort of the visuals, and you'll be able to see the pictures and everything of everything that we're talking about. And then, of course, there's the audio podcast. Uh, so if you prefer to listen on the go while you're at the gym, driving your car, etc., you can subscribe using your favorite podcasting app to the Passionate DJ Podcast and listen on the go. Be sure to subscribe on the YouTube channel and hit that notification bell if you want to get notified of more great content for DJs just like this. Uh, now the way that this guide works is I've divided it into three different price points, uh, premium, mid-grade, and budget, uh, so that you can kind of uh, determine your budget and then figure out you know, from there which controller makes sense. I've done sort of a top five for each of those categories as well as three or four honorable mentions in those categories. Um, I've also gone through and broken down uh, my recommendations spe specifically for Rekordbox, Serato, Tractor, and Algorithms DJ. Uh, and those are the different software packages that are involved with the different recommendations on the guide that we're going to talk about today. Uh, one thing that I do want to talk about is uh, just to, uh, in the interest of full disclosure, the written guide at passionatedj.com controllers does contain affiliate links. And what that means is if you click through and say buy one of these controllers on Amazon after you hear about it on the show today, uh, then I will get a uh, commission uh, based on that purchase at no additional cost to you. Uh, and if you decide to do that, we thank you very much for supporting Passionate DJ. Now, one more thing to talk about is that the written guide will be updated more often than the video and audio podcast versions will. So if there have been big announcements and new controllers announced uh, since this video was made or this audio podcast was made, that might be reflected in the uh, written version before it is here. So just something to keep in mind. Now we're going to do this in a slightly different order than it's written on the article version because I want to start uh, here with what to consider when you're controller shopping. So if you're sort of following along on the side here, either listening or watching, but you've got the written guide up, there's a little table of contents up at the top. You can click uh, what to consider when controller shopping and it'll sort of shoot you down to what we're talking about right now. 
Uh, and the first thing that you want to consider is the software platform. If you already have a preference for this, if you're already sort of invested in Rekordbox or Traktor or something like that, obviously that's going to affect the controller that you want to buy because uh, even though a lot of these controllers are somewhat compatible with other software by custom mappings and things like that, um, that's not really going to give you the full features of the controller most of the time. For example, uh, if it plays high-res waveforms on a screen on the device or something like that, um, that stuff's probably not going to work if you use it with the software it wasn't intended for. Uh, so just keep that in mind. If you have a software preference, that's probably where you want to start. And the next thing you probably should consider is, you know, what type of gigs do you play or what kind of gigs will you be pursuing? You know, are you a club DJ uh, who needs something that's sort of uh, mobile? Are you a, uh, a mobile DJ? Do you do weddings or corporate events or something like that? Do you need to connect to a set of powered speakers or a club PA? Uh, which is another thing we want to talk about, which is the connectivity. Uh, so if you want to learn a little bit more about uh, the do's and don'ts of mobile DJing while we're talking about that, you can listen to episode 152 of the Passionate DJ podcast, uh, passionatedj.com slash 152 to learn about that. Uh, but uh, yeah, if you're learning to scratch, uh, you're obviously going to want to prioritize, you know, big jog wheels that feel nice, um, maybe long uh, throw pitch faders if you're trying to learn how to beat match, um, you know, a responsive crossfader would be good if you're trying to scratch, you know, those are the kind of things that you want to think about. Um, talking about the connectivity, you know, does it have a master out that's going to give you uh, the connection to, you know, your speakers or whatever it is that you're going to connect to at home? Are you going to need a booth output that's separate from uh, what's going to the house sound? Uh, is dual USB important to you? Are you going to be doing changeovers or tag team sets so that you can, you know, connect two laptops at the same time for a seamless transition? Um, if you want to learn a little bit more about the connections and cables, you can listen to episode 120, passionatedj.com slash 120, which is titled Know Thy Cables. And finally, obviously, there's budget. And like I said, there's really great options pretty much in every price point at this point. And that's why I segmented the guide by price. Um, you don't need to buy something that's high-end or expensive just because you think that's what you need to be a real DJ um, or to sort of keep up with the times. Uh, today's budget controllers are really packed full of features uh, and especially the mid-range controllers. Uh, there's just a lot going on there and really anything that you're paying for above the budget level at this point, uh, really you're sort of just paying for luxuries. So don't stress over that and just determine how much you have to spend uh, and then go from there. And if you'd like to hear me and my co-host sort of fantasize about uh, various setups that we'd make for different levels of budget, you can listen to episode 68, Baller on a Budget, and episode 71, Ballin' Out of Control. Uh, and you will hear uh, me as well as my co-hosts who are usually on the show. Obviously, this is just a little bit of a special case episode. You're only getting part of the experience hearing me talk here by myself. So uh, make sure you subscribe and check it out. So really quick, let's talk about the different types of controllers that there are. And the thing that we're going to focus on mostly in this guide are the all-in-one controllers. Uh, that sort of gives you everything here on the board that you need to be able to uh, play and stop your tracks and transport them and pitch bend them, mix them, and, and everything you need is right there. It's an all-in-one unit. 
going to have your deck section, it's going to have your mixing section, and usually you'll have access to effects uh, at a bare minimum. And then on top of that, there might be you know performance pads or other things that uh, they kind of tack on as uh, added value there. Now there's also modular controllers. These are your sort of add-ons that you can put together a piecemeal setup or maybe add to a setup that you already have. For example, uh, if you, you know, play on a certain kind of setup, maybe you have a mixer, but you don't have a way to access your effects in Tractor, you could get a Control X1 and use it exclusively for that task. Uh, so the only kind of downside to that is then you're adding different USB devices and stuff and that can get a little bit cumbersome. So that's why we're focusing mostly on the all-in-one solutions is that's what most people are going to be looking for if they're comparing all these different things. But some examples of modular controllers would be like the Pioneer uh, DDJ-SP1 that gives you uh, access to the effects and pads and stuff uh, within Serato. There's the Control F1 for Tractor which gives you access to remix decks only. Um, and there's the popular Novation Dicer. That thing's been out for a million years now, but it's like a little uh, corner controller that you stick onto a turntable and it lets you access like hot cues and loops and things right there on the unit. There's also, uh, we need to talk about standalone controllers. This is terminology that has sort of changed, and so I want to make sure that we're absolutely clear about what we're talking about with standalone. Uh, standalone DJ system is sort of a DJ controller, but it doesn't require a laptop. So you could plug, say, a USB drive or something like that into it, and it is the computer. It's got screens and things built in. You don't have to plug in a laptop. It'll just play two or four decks, and you're off to the races. Uh, the reason that's a little confusing is because standalone used to meant it could, the mixer could mix external sources without the laptop connected, which is different. So you could play like a turntable through the mixer without having Serato enabled. Uh, but so we, we try to make sure that we specify the difference between external source mixing and standalone mode. And we'll talk about all the standalone stuff in its own section. Now one more thing that you'll hear me say a number of times probably throughout the guide is DVS or digital vinyl system and that's one of these systems that uses a timecode record with a real turntable but it connects to your software and lets you manipulate that digital music using the turntable. So if you hear me say DVS or something is DVS capable that means that you could connect turntables to the device and use it to play timecode records in that way. All right, all right, on with it already. Let's get on to the best DJ controllers currently available. And we're gonna start right at the top with the premium grade controllers. These are the ones that cost $1,000 or more. And uh, these are, like I said, your cream of the crop. These are gonna be professional grade. They're gonna be very rich in features. Uh, most of them will be very tightly integrated with their intended software. So, uh, you know, maybe they'll have touch capacitive controls with, you know, visual feedback or something like that. Uh, unfortunately, also come with a premium price tag, obviously, which is why these all cost over $1,000. But, you know, these will be for the club DJ on the go, uh, maybe the, uh, uh, the DJ who's more of a performer and wants access to those 
um, maybe more live elements of the DJ software, whether that's stems or remix decks or sequencing or finger drumming or sampling and all those kind of things. You know, you'll have more of those kind of features on these devices. And then obviously, uh, maybe just for the serious hobbyist who is willing to make that investment. We all like our toys and uh, these are all pretty cool toys. So uh, the very first controller that I'm going to recommend in this category is the Pioneer DDJ-1000. So what's the big deal about the DDJ-1000? Well, for one thing, you know, over the years, screen technology has gotten a lot better. It's gotten high resolution, and uh, as a result, you can fit a lot more readable information into a smaller space. Pioneers realized this over time, amongst other manufacturers of DJ gear, and they've started integrating these screens right in the center of the jog wheels. They'll display, you know, a little bit of the album art, they'll display uh, BPM information, track position, and basically everything that you need, once again, to mostly keep your head out of the laptop. Uh, and what that means is, as a result, you sort of get a uh, very, even though uh, the DDJ-1000 is a rather large controller, you get a very efficient use of that space. What they do is they make the jog wheels massive. As a result, they make the tempo pitch faders big. They, you know, spread everything out. Everything is full size or close to full size. And that's the benefit of not having to have a separate giant area for one or three or however many screens. And with tension adjustment up at the top right, you're able to dial in the exact jog feeling that you prefer, just like CDJs. Uh, the dual USB connection opens up possibilities for tag team sets and easy changeovers, and it's loaded with effects that are modeled after their flagship DJM 900 Nexus 2 mixer. Uh, it's four channels, there are 16 performance pads, it's got external inputs with DVS timecode support, and of course it's got that build quality we've all come to expect from Pioneer. What else can you ask for? It's a terrific deal for the money. And I've done a video review of the DDJ-1000. If you'd like to watch it, you can click the link in the description below. Number two, DJ controller over $1,000. Pioneer DDJ-RZX for Recordbox DJ. While the DDJ-1000 tops the list due to its value for the money, the DDJ-RZX is definitely the craziest controller on the list. For the money, which is near $3,000, you can get the most feature-laden four-channel DJ controller in existence, a Nexus-like experience, DVS support, three big beautiful screens with the added benefit of video mixing via Rekordbox video. It's like having CDJs and then some, except you still do need a laptop. Number three on the list, Denon DJ's MCX8000. This is for Serato DJ, but it also operates in standalone mode with a catch. Now, you can use it as a high-end four-channel controller for Serato or as a fully standalone system with two channels. Uh, but this is a pretty feature-laden controller at a killer price point. With dual USB, high-res screens, and loads of attention to detail and its visual feedback, it's hard to argue with this underdog of a controller. Number four, the Newmark NS7 III for Serato DJ. If you love the feeling of mixing vinyl, but you prefer the convenience of digital DJing, the NS7 III might be your answer. This controller has seven inch motorized platters with real little vinyl records on it and little slip mats. Uh, makes it feel a lot like mixing records, but you get all the benefits of your DJ software and a digital collection. 
finally number five is the tractor control s8 one of my favorites this is the obvious choice for tractor users in this price point and it is their flagship controller It'll give you the most tightly integrated tractor experience available thanks to high-res screens and a smart UI with touch-sensitive controls. The Control S8 gives you access to remix decks and stems and it is a great option for DVS users. The touch strips work pretty well but it doesn't have jog wheels and obviously that's going to be a deal breaker for some people. In my experience the touch strips work pretty well but obviously I get the need for jog wheels. Now some honorable mentions in this category, the Pioneer DDJ-RZ is a great choice, the Pioneer DDJ-SZ2 for Serato, also the DDJ-SX3, that one usually sells for right out $1,000, so it's a really good value. Uh, and then for something entirely different, there's the Roland DJ-808, which has some uh, pretty fancy little 808-ish features on it. So how do you decide? Well, it's hard to argue the value of the DDJ-1000. Um, by the way, there's a DDJ-1000 SRT for Serato users. The center jog screens help keep your eyeballs out of the laptop and everything does feel very Nexus-y. This does stand in contrast to the DDJ-RZX, which is a massive spaceship of a device. If you want the most comprehensive record box experience you can get, and you want to mix video, that's the way to go. For Serato users looking for something a bit different than the usual Pioneer getup, you might choose the MCX8000 for that added standalone functionality. I know that feature only works with two channels, but it is nice to know that if your laptop takes a dump, the unit can keep on trucking. If motorized platters are your thing, the NS73 is currently the only choice for Serato heads. Tractor users will either love or hate the Control S8 primarily because it doesn't have any jog wheels. The touch strips, along with Tractor's top-notch mixing engine, do go a long way to getting around this. Actually, the lack of jogs makes it a perfect candidate for sitting between a set of CDJs or turntables with timecode records. But if you require the jog wheels, the S4 would probably be a better choice. So that covers the top over $1,000 premium level controllers. So let's get into that sort of middle of the road, mid-range, bang for buck, range and these are going to be your controllers that are under a thousand dollars more specifically they'll be in the mid to upper hundreds and uh, you know the way that the industry has evolved over time today's middle of the road controllers are really the premium controllers of yesterday so you really get a lot of value in this category uh, these are also going to have everything that you need to dj digitally they're going to be club oriented they're going to be complete uh, they're going to have high quality audio inputs and outputs um, and the first recommendation that I have in this category is the Pioneer DDJ-SR2 for Serato DJ. There's a lot to like about the SR2. The one major caveat is that it's limited to two channels, but otherwise it squeezes a ton of features into a very convenient package. Like most Pioneer controllers these days, it takes after their pro-level gear so that you can get used to that club-style layout. And even though it's got a spacious layout and rather large jog wheels, it manages to be pretty small. In fact, it's 18% smaller than the original DDJ-SR. Dedicated controls on the top allow you to get creative with your key and BPM, even if you've got it going in extreme tempos. It has all the connections you need to connect to a professional sound system, and it supports external sources like CDJs or turntables for DVS. All around, a very solid choice. 
The number two suggestion on this list is one of my favorites, sort of an underdog controller, and that's the Reloop Mixon 4. And they call it a hybrid controller because it is equally compatible with Serato DJ and Algorithms DJ, which is great if you're like a Serato head, but you really want access to that algorithm side of things because it has, for example, a streaming music service through Spotify Premium. My other favorite thing about the Reloop Mixon 4 is that it is a four channel device, but it's fully compatible with mobile device with four channels. So you can actually mix uh, using your phone or tablet with full four channel functionality. And I just think that is an incredible level of versatility from Reloop. Then there's the Denon DJ MC7000 coming in at number three. This is also for Serato DJ. The MC7000 is designed with a premium Serato experience in mind, uh, especially for those multiple DJ scenarios thanks to the dual USB functionality. Now again, Denon boasts an impressive feature set at half the expected price, just like Denon does. Uh, it's got four channels, it's got DVS capability, it's got key match controls, and the jog wheels are touch sensitive, which is pretty nice, and it's really well built. It's got a rugged metal construction uh, that just really makes it a high value option. Uh, Denon's making great stuff, and you shouldn't hesitate to look into the MC7000. Next up, one of the newer offerings from Native Instruments, the Tractor Control S3. Obviously, this will be for Tractor. Uh, it provides an option for four channel mixing within Tractor, but it's got upsized jog wheels, large faders, it's got light rings that show to, sort of show track position, uh, visual feedback and track end warnings, things like that. Uh, it's got iOS support, eight RGB pads. Uh, really, it's just an extremely smart option for tractor users who don't need the extra frills of something like the S8 or even the S4, but they don't want to be limited to two channels. And then finally, number five, the Pioneer DDJ-800 for Recordbox DJ. This is sort of the spiritual successor to the DDJ-RR, and it provides big-time Recordbox DJ functionality. You can mix external sources, turntables, etc. Uh, you can use DVS, and it's got lovely onboard screens, just like the 1000. So basically, you take the DDJ-1000, you shrink it down to two channels, and you save about 300 bucks you've got the DDJ-800 for Recordbox DJ. Some honorable mentions in this category. The Newmark NS6-2 is a four-channel DJ controller for Serato, uh, as well as the Newmark NV-2, which is a similar device, but it's got integrated onboard screens. In fact, it was the, the original NV was one of the first controllers to have onboard screens. Reloop has a nice touchscreen device called the Reloop Touch. It's a seven inch full color touchscreen integrated into a really nice controller. And then uh, there's also the Reloop Beatpad, which is a cross-platform DJ controller, uh, which I've had a lot of fun playing with. I have a video for this in the description below as well. Uh, one thing I will warn you about with the Beatpad, it's meant for iOS tablet DJing, uh, but since the Beatpad has come out, the iPad Pro has also come out and it's a little too big to fit into the intended slot. So uh, as far as I know, it'll still work. You just can't prop it up in the nice way that it's meant to be. But anyways, how do we decide between these top five? Well, the DDJ SR2 is a solid choice because it packs lots of Serato functionality into a very pioneer package. It's got 
visual feedback on the jog wheels. It's got that needle search strip on it where you can drop into any part of the track you need to. It's got great key and tempo manipulation capabilities, and you can sort of adjust the beat grid right on the unit itself, which I always really like. Uh, however, its convenient size does come with a few sacrifices. You only get two channels, and the pitch faders are pretty small, for example. There's the DDJ-800, and it costs a little more, but it has full-color screens in the jog wheels and, you know, a more spacious CDJ-style layout. Now, the Mixon 4 is the controller that's a little off the beaten path. This hybrid controller tries to do pretty much everything, and it does a damn good job. Uh, it's fully compatible with both Serato and Algorithms DJ, like I said and it supports full four-channel mixing even when you're using a tablet. The MC7000 is also quite impressive. It's meant for Serato only, but it does have dual USB, so if you want to do you know, tag sets or changeovers, and it does have touch-sensitive jog wheels, which are pretty nice. Now, the Control S3 is going to be an obvious choice for tractor users. It supports the iOS version of tractor right out of the box, but it is designed to use the full Tractor Pro 3 suite, so don't worry about that. Um, and it allows you to mix in four glorious channels. You do miss out on some of the functionality of the S4, like motorized platters, but uh, you save good money by passing on those luxuries. All right, we're finally down to the budget section. These are gonna be the best DJ controllers that cost less than $500. These are gonna be your entry-level controllers. They're gonna be great for beginners, obviously, who are just trying to get their feet wet. Uh, if you've got a strict budget, they're also going to be good for seasoned DJs who just want to try another platform. They want to back up. They want something really portable to bring on the road to hotel rooms, stuff like that, uh, or to try an alternate format. You know, maybe you're traditionally a vinyl DJ, want to try out digital DJing, don't want to spend a bunch of money. These are all going to do everything that you need to do to mix digitally. Uh, you're not always going to have the quality materials quite, you know, as like the premium grade controllers. Uh, but, you know, this market has really matured significantly and these budget controllers mostly feel a lot more like pro audio gear than toys like they used to in this market segment. My first recommendation for a budget controller is the Newmark Mixtrack Platinum. Once again, this one hasn't moved on the list. Uh, one thing that I like about the Mixtrack Platinum is that it really caters to DJs with fat fingers. In other words, everything is really well spread out, even though it has chunky jog wheels and nice long pitch faders, which are great for learning beat matching. This controller is extremely popular. It's still one of the best values in the controller market today, and I don't hesitate to continue recommending it. Next on the list, we have Pioneer's Bang for Buck record box controller, the DDJ400. It boasts a club style layout, CDJ style loop controls, if that's what you prefer, and it has beat effects controls right on the board. It works with USB power, which is always super handy for portability. You don't have to find a place to plug it in. And it even comes with tutorials to teach you how to use the gear and how to master various DJ techniques. Pretty cool. Number three, Pioneer DDJ SB3 for Serato DJ. This is one of the most popular controllers currently available. The DDJ SB3 improves on its predecessors to bring a solid budget offering to Serato fans. You can scratch on the low latency jog wheels or using the pad scratch feature. 
Uh, it's nice and durable as to be expected of Pioneer DJ. Now, one thing that I do want to point out about the SB3 is it does ship with Serato DJ Lite, but you can upgrade to the full version and use the full version of that software. Of course, we have to recommend something for Tractor, and number four is the Tractor Control S2 Mark III. The Control S2 has been bringing stellar tractor functionality to budget-minded DJs for years now, and the Mark III edition is the latest and greatest of the bunch. You get access to easy-to-use tools like looping, syncing, and sampling, and not to mention those lovely native instruments effects. Finally, one of the newer companies on this list, Mixars, has a controller called the Primo, and this is for Serato DJ. They've been making waves in the industry for a few years, and their latest addition is this two-channel, four-deck controller for Serato DJ. Uh, one thing I really like about it is it manages to be really compact, but it still includes a needle drop strip, 16 performance pads and external inputs. It'll act as a hardware mixer, including the filter. Uh, so really a pretty impressive offering from Mixars, the Primo for Serato DJ. Honorable mentions in this category, the Pioneer DDJ WeGo 4. It's a pretty nice controller, but it's a little bit of an unorthodox layout, uh, which not everybody will like. Uh, but it is a pretty solid controller that usually costs even less than $300. Then there's the Gemini Slate, which is a two-channel Serato controller, the Hercules DJ Control Impulse 300, and the Hercules DJ Control Jog Vision. So, deciding between the budget controllers. Well, obviously the Pioneer options are going to make sense for those DJs who want to become familiar with that club standard Pioneer hardware, and, you know, the DDJ400 aimed at Rekordbox and the SB3 for Serato those are going to be the controllers for that DJ. They're not going to offer the same functionality as the big boy CDJ2000 Nexus rig, but uh, the entire Pioneer lineup really is designed to familiarize you with their Pioneer ecosystem. The Mixtrack Platinum by Newmark is nice because of how portable and ergonomically sound it is, especially for what it costs, and the Control S2 will obviously be the ideal choice for people who live that tractor life. Choose the Primo if you'd like to support newer businesses, and you want something that packs a lot of features into a small package. Okay, so let's talk best standalone DJ system or best standalone DJ controller. And for this, I can't recommend anything other than the amazing Denon DJ Prime 4. Features a massive adjustable 10-inch HD display supporting multi-touch gestures. It has rugged metal construction including the 6-inch jog wheels. Four assignable inputs for connecting media players and turntables and things. Two dedicated XLR mic inputs with individual control. Eight trigger pads per side and a suite of effects taken straight off of the X1800 Prime Mixer. Now, of course, being a standalone DJ system, it can play music straight from USB, or more specifically, from one of its four USB inputs. Got two of them around the back of the unit and then two of them up on the top. You can also play from an SD card, and amazingly, it includes a two and a half inch SATA drive bay, which means you can literally put a hard drive into the controller and carry your music around with you. 
Prime 4 plays uncompressed music like FLAC and WAV files, and you can use any one of these sources to record your DJ sets. And with a free upgrade, it also turns into one of the ultimate Serato controllers. Now other great options in this segment are going to be uh, the newest Pioneer op offering, which is the XDJ-XZ. Uh, I put together a video comparing that versus the Prime 4. If you'd like to watch that, it'll be in the description below. Um, there's also the very popular XDJ-RX2, which I've also done a video uh, review of. Uh, the XDJ-RR, and then of course what we talked about earlier, which was the MCX-8000, that Denon DJ controller that lets you uh, use two channels as a standalone device. Okay, so let's talk about specific recommendations for each DJing platform. These are going to be sort of my favorite controllers to recommend uh, for the best experience for each individual platform uh, without necessarily considering the budget. We're going to start with the Pioneer DDJ-RZ uh, for Rekordbox DJ. Of course, many are going to opt for the newer DDJ-1000 and its lovely little jog screens, but the RZ is Pioneer's flagship DJ controller for Rekordbox DJ. The effects layout's more software-like than DJM-like if you prefer that. Uh, in other words, it's got the three knobs of the top left and the top right rather than having sort of the mixer style uh, effects section. Uh, the knobs and sliders are a little bit more spaced out than the 1000 and uh, right out of the box it comes with a DVS license. Some other great options besides the RZ and the 1000. Uh, the DDJ800 is much like a 1000 in two channel form and of course you save some money. And uh, for a more budget-friendly option, the DDJ400 is very compact. It mimics that pro layout and is also fully supported by Algorithm DJ. Next, best DJ controller for Serato? In my opinion, the Pioneer DDJ-SZ2. Once again, it mimics that Pioneer Nexus setup in a complete single package for Serato users. It includes dual USB, it has a Magvel crossfader, and they improve the jog wheel latency for scratching. It gives you access to all that Serato goodness like key shift, key sync, pitch play, and Serato flip. Now obviously the uh, DDJ-1000 comes with the 1000 SRT version, that's the Serato edition, um, and that's going to be just the Serato equivalent of that device. Or, you know, a more budget smart option for those still wanting a kind of premium experience with Serato, uh, might choose the DDJ-SX3. And I realize you kind of get lost in all of these letters and numbers after a while. Those listening to the audio version of the podcast are probably struggling a little bit more than those who are watching the video or looking at the guide with pictures. If you start getting these a little bit jumbled, don't feel too bad. You can always go back and just check out the guide at passionatedj.com controllers. Now, Pioneer aside, Denon DJ continues to impress with their MCX-8000 for Serato, and once again will operate standalone. Um, for something uh, a little off the beaten path, if you're into weddings and mobile gigs, Roland came out with the DJ-707M, and it has features on it that you'd normally only find on like live loudspeaker consoles. Best DJ controller for Tractor? The Tractor Control S4 Mark III. Now, I happen to think that the Mark III version of the S4 is incredibly handsome, probably one of the more handsome devices on this list, but that isn't the reason that you should choose it. Native Instruments is very smart about their user interface, 
and together with high-res screens and motorized platters and haptic feedback which sort of uh, gives you little bumps and nudges when you're moving the jog wheels uh, coming across cue points and things like that um, it really just offers a terrific next-gen tractor experience now that S4 has really sweet new features but the Control S8 is still Native Instruments flagship and is the best way to control your remixed X and stems and all of that uh, just because it has all those nice screens and things on there. Once again that lack of jog wheels is just going to be a deal breaker for some people which is why I put the S4 on the top of this list. And then of course there's also the Control S2 and S3 which we talked about earlier. Best DJ controller for Algorithm DJ? Once again, the Reloop Mixon 4. How could I recommend anything else? It's my favorite little underdog controller, and though it's listed here as the best controller for DJ, it's also a fully licensed and compatible Serato DJ device. But with four deck mixing available via mobile device, super sturdy construction, and loads of options, Reloop leaves very little to complain about. Other options in this segment, obviously the Reloop BeatPad 2 we talked about earlier. Uh, Reloop also has the Reloop MixTor, which is a small modular controller with an audio interface built in, uh, but I can still recommend it here because it does use your tablet and kind of uh, in combination with the touchscreen on your tablet kind of makes a full sort of all-in-one setup. There's also the Pioneer DDJ200 and DDJ WeGo 4. They're fully supported by Algorithm. Uh, the 200's a little bit more of that traditional club layout, and the WeGo 4 is just uh, kind of a weird off-the-wall layout. Uh, but these are all great budget ways to get into mixing with DJ, and they all support that Spotify Premium integration, which is great for fulfilling requests. And with that, that pretty much wraps up all of my recommendations currently for DJ controllers uh, in each of those price points and for each of those different platforms. Now obviously, like I said, the guide is going to be updated faster than the video and audio version. So depending on how long it's been since this was published, there might be a change or two. So that would explain why that happens. Um, if you were introduced to the show, the Passionate DJ Podcast, through this guide, Welcome, and we're glad to have you here. The Passionate DJ Podcast is a uh, talk show by and for DJs where we talk about the art and science of mixing music. Uh, our little tagline is we're trying to become better DJs together through passion and purpose. Uh, we would love to have you join the Passionate DJ community group on Facebook, passionatedj.com slash community. Also, uh, subscribe and hit that notification bell on the YouTube version. And check out the different versions of the guide. Check out passionatedj.com slash controllers as well as the video or audio version. Uh, tell me what you like about those versions and what you don't like. Uh, obviously, like I said, I've been building this uh, controller guide for years. It's really important to me. I put a lot of blood, sweat, and tears into it, so I do value your feedback. I thank you guys so much. Uh, keep on spinning. This has been the Passionate DJ Podcast. Yeah.